0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota, Gulf Coast Business Supply, and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM.
1: Well, Welcome back to Coach. I hope you're having a great Thursday. And uh, I'm going to be off tomorrow. I haven't been off much since I started the show over a year and a half ago, but I'm going to be off tomorrow. We won't have the typical Jeff Duncan uh, Friday. We're actually going to replay the Melissa Cookston conversation. She's the winningest woman in barbecue and the star of the Netflix series American Barbecue Showdown. She's from Mississippi. It was a great conversation. I think you'll enjoy it. But we'll play that tomorrow. And then on Monday, we're going to be playing a replay with my old friend, Farrell Allman. We grew up in Bellevue together in Gulfport. He owns with his wife, Rose, SF Almond in Gulfport. Mm-hmm. And it was just a great conversation. The work that he's done to build this incredible business. Uh, every chance I get, I love spending time with entrepreneurs because th- these are the people who are putting their energy into the community. They're finding a way to operate in this e-commerce world and this big box world that we live in. And there's, you know, They're standing the test of time. There are so many impressive stories like that. So now let's shift gears and move over to my friend Paige Roberts, who's the executive director of the Jackson County Chamber. She's a really, really close friend of mine. We've enjoyed, you know, chatting about building a better coast of Mississippi. She's a regular guest of the the show and uh, someone I admire greatly. So how are you doing, Paige?
2: I'm well, thanks, Ricky, and right back at (laughs)
1: you. I appreciate that. Hey, you know, one of the beauties of being the publisher of The Sun-Herald is that I was super active in the chamber, uh, in Harrison County, of course, United Way—all the things that you involved in over your force over the course of your career—but I also had the opportunity to be on the board for the Jackson County Chamber and and get to know that area better. And uh, I don't know that I ever missed a meeting. To be honest, we enjoyed that drive over there, enjoyed visiting with people. Always found a way to, you know, to to uh, to visit with people maybe I didn't know before, and. Um, you saw uh, Jackson County Chamber has always been a serious player in Jackson County. And now you've been leading it. And there's never a dull moment in your life, is there?
2: Uh, no. And actually, next week makes two years. June the 3rd uh, is my two-year anniversary in this position. And no, there is, it's not dull. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, what's interesting about what, the role that you're playing, you know, every chamber does a little something different. That's just that's just the way it that's, works. That's that is right. Yes, it adapts to its span of control as far as from a regional or a geographic point of view. It's you know the cultural implications, the challenges they may face. I mean, you just never the know. The needs, right? a Different p- point of view. In your case, you know a lot of the traditional chamber responsibilities you have those, but in addition to that, you're really focused on place building. You're really focused on. What you can do to help development occur in downtown Pasadena, Moss Point, areas that you're responsible mm-hmm. for, in a way that really helps build a stronger community. You spend a lot of time in that area, don't you?
2: I do. Uh, one of the things we've been doing uh, in 2021 is is revamping our area councils. Like you just mentioned, we have four cities in Jackson County and they each have an area council so that um, we can manage the needs of each of those communities while also um, uh, reaching out to the unincorporated areas of the county. Place building, as you mentioned, as well as I, w- I would say all the quality of life indicators that um, make a difference on whether the environment is healthy for businesses to thrive. That is our mission to ensure that there is a healthy environment in which businesses can thrive.
1: Well, and on top of that, on top of that, something we always inevitably get back to. And that is the value of what we're seeing this really kind of growing concept around mixed use. And for people who, mm-hmm. who may be hearing that term for the first time, mixed use, it means that you could have sort of a retail, tell store or restaurant down below, and then you could have residential up above. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, and you're seeing the development of mixed use. We've seen it for, you know, new urbanism has been preaching mixed use for many, many years. But we're seeing the evolution of mixed use in Mississippi. Yes. The coast because of the new economy and the creative class. And in your case, with Engels and and Chevron, of course, and all the ancillary uh, uh, businesses that support that, you're finding that people that work in those places want to live closer to those places, but they want to live, work, and play in kind of the same space. You're seeing an evolution of that whole thinking, aren't you?
2: You are. And what's so fascinating to me from a sociological standpoint is that as our Phones allow us to be more global, our desire for our physical presence is becoming um, more um, confined in in a good way, though. That yes, where we live, work and play, we would like for it to all be within walking distance, golf cart distance or bicycle distance. And how great is that? And and so that is what we're building, as you mentioned, in downtown Pascagoula, um, in Moss Point, uh, in a variety, Goche is uh, working on it. They don't have a downtown, but they're creating a town center, which is the next best thing.
1: Well, I got a chance to, to feel that. I mean, okay, for anyone who lives in New York, this is a this is a concept they're used to. They understand this.
2: That's right. But when
1: I worked in New Orleans, I lived in the warehouse district and I, lived, I worked three blocks from where I lived and I would walk from the warehouse district to one canal place and, and go to work. And then after work, I'd go back home and I'd run all over the place and maybe run across some interesting things to see along the way. And I'd walk to, to restaurants and you know that's it. it's not you know i i think younger people are really desirous of that but there's really no age limit on the kind of people that would enjoy that retirees really like it
2: Well, and it's interesting you would bring up retirees because some of the downtown developers who are doing mixed use in those buildings are doing some of them on the ground level. And and in addition to upstairs, so that the retirees who have been calling you said, well, I would move downtown. You don't have to mess with a yard or anything like that, but I don't want to go upstairs or I I don't want to bother even with an elevator. And so they're doing ground level
1: Wow, so interesting. At any given time, I'm just curious, in, in a day of Paige Roberts, how much time is spent talking to potential developers and current developers about the vision of downtown opportunities?
2: Um, at least a quarter every day, at least a quarter of my day. And wow. some days, some days, depending, it could be all day. I'm, I mean, we, we had a Pascagoula Redevelopment Authority meeting last week where there were four, I'm sorry, five projects, legitimate developers, legitimate projects that are already in some where on the continuum of reality that are going to be here, that were being pitched uh, and discussed in in this uh, public PRA meeting. It was surreal, it really was. Well what okay, what's
1: creating that? Is it is it there's money's been sitting on the f- sideline? Is it that developers are sort of buying into something really special is happening here? Talk to me about that.
2: Okay, so originally um, it was that hometown people, Pascagoulas own, had some money to invest. And the willingness to invest it in their own backyard, and were smart business people to boot. And so, four four of them trailblazed, as you know, Richard Chenoweth is one, with Scranton's um, several others, and and they put their money where their mouth was in their own backyard. And then outsiders, because three of those five who pitched uh, just a few days ago are from Baton Rouge, from Harrison County, um, from other places. And and we were told this would eventually happen, but we were told it would be about nine months from now. So Chris Chain, Bob Barber, these designers, planners, and developers we've been working with are shocked themselves that it's happening now and not in the, in the near future. They knew it was coming, but they had no idea it was going to be today.
1: Well, what's interesting about what's happening is when you have a plan, okay, first of all, having a plan, a vision of where you want to go, and it's based around some concepts that are being talked about widely now in the development community. Yes. Then the people that you're talking to now, they already have a sense of where it's going to be nine months from now. So they don't have to wait. They, you know, everybody's getting educated. Everybody's beginning to understand that these kind of developments sort of feed off each other and the more the merrier because the more the merrier, that means you create even a more of a sense of place, there's more vitality, there's more people, there's more restaurants, there's more think small shops. It <laughs> just kind of fades off itself.
2: It's a bandwagon. You know it from advertising. People want to be a part of a winning team and they want to jump on a bandwagon of success. They want to be a part of it. And so more local people are seeing it as well as outsiders. Let me just tell you a real quick story about how this works and how great it is that we're back to -to face-to-face. So we have this team in talking about a hotel project, a a small, uh, very um, uh, it's not full service, just like with a coffee bar. It's Well, it's hotel whiskey, you know, like past uh, Christian hats. So,
1: hey, hey okay, why don't we do ahead. this, page? We're coming to the yeah. end of the segment. Hold your thought right there. Okay, I will. Put I that. will. And when we come back on the other side, we'll let her continue to give the example, uh, a real-life example that, yeah. that she wants Absolutely. to share. Absolutely. We'll be back after this with Paige Roberts, the Executive Director for the Jackson County Chamber.
0: also listen live to super talk mississippi gulf coast 103.1 on your amazon alexa devices once you've enabled the skill just say alexa open super talk mississippi gulf coast talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live this is coast view with ricky matthews on super talk mississippi gulf coast 103.1
1: Welcome back to Koshu. I'm having a great conversation with with uh, Paige Roberts, who's the Executive Director for the Jackson County Chamber. And you know what's interesting, Paige? We're going to come back to the example that you were giving. just sure. a, but it's so interesting. When I have these conversations with people across Coastal coast of Mississippi, we're talking about the arts community last week in Bay St. Louis and the work that they're doing mm-hmm. uh, with murals and all of this. I mean, mm-hmm. they're becoming part of their economic development, uh, 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 you know, uh, Plan, and the 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 old town basin was coming back, and the art community coming back, and all these artists over three hundred of them now. It's just incredible. And then you talk with the uh, you know Sherry and Craig who have developed the the Jackson Pearl Notion Springs and what's happening yes. In Springs. Yes, and, and it's so interesting to hear past goulas now in the mix in these kind of conversations, isn't it? I mean, really. And you were given an example. So yes,
2: well, yeah. and people just sometimes dismiss us as only industrial over here in. Jackson County, and it's it's not. And to talk to your point, and again, about how regional all of this is, there is one of the female artists leading that effort in Bay St. Louis is involved in a project with us in downtown Pascagoula, the one with the high school kids and yeah. Walter Anderson. So it's fantastic. So just to tell you quickly, so this hotel group that's in from Baton Rouge pitching to uh, the PRA Um, isn't going to be a full-service hotel, but they're going to have a coffee bar. And so I mentioned to them, hey, this lady over here, you're going to miss her presentation because you have to leave, but I wanted you to know her presentation involves that she just bought the building across the street from you and is going to put in a coffee shop and bakery. So he's like, oh, I'd love to meet her. So just in two minutes of discussing they're talking about putting her special coffee for, uh, that she's making specifically for this downtown shop in his hotel as the coffee i mean it's just a discussion at this point but that's how that's how it all works the relationships the networking the oh you're doing this well i can do that why don't we do this part together and that's how success breeds it's just a beautiful thing. <laughs> it is a beautiful
1: thing. It is a beautiful thing, and they're so know as um, as as we're learning more about it, to have sort of a business friendly environment where people we're trying to figure out ways to make the we're not saying that that there won't be rules still and they say it still won't be rigid still but the reality is that people know what the rules are and they have people who have a customer service mindset that are helping them and they're making sure that the projects they do kind of fit the master plan of the city so that there's you know they're adding to the sense of place instead of taking away. We can do this we can have great development that that and that really help us economically for many years to come and we can do it in a way that really fits into the community and you see that playing 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 out every day of your life, don't you?
2: I do. I do. And of course, Moss Point, I'm so proud of Moss Point. They, you know, we, we have a new administration that will be coming on board after the voters go to the polls and decide on June the 8th. But there's just already a buzz over there. And it, and it has been a city that's been hurt, hurting from challenges. And and so what we're learning in Pascagoula, we're able to use those lessons in Moss Point. And the same with gocha and Ocean Springs and, and St. Martin and Bay. Cleave and East Central. It's just, yeah. And like I said, what's going on in Hancock County is also connected to what's going on in Jackson County. It's a great time to be on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I it, it really is. Moss
1: point, Moss Point. You know, when people hear, especially old timers here, Moss Point, yes. they, think, they think paper mill. But what they don't think is River City. What they don't think is this riverfront and this enormous potential there. They don't think I-10 corridor, and the giant sucking sound coming from Alabama and what that means. Man, Pasco. I mean, excuse me, Moss Point. We we said our piece on on, on on Pasco, but Moss Point is incredibly well positioned to be successful, aren't they?
2: Yes, and and they want to do better and they want to be better. And that's what I'm here for. I mean, I talk a lot about Pascagoula, but I have the entire Jackson County footprint and it, and it's all connected. It it is all an ecosystem of its own um and and it's really great and then when you tie it into Harrison County and Hancock County and how we thrive as one Mississippi Gulf Coast and how that makes us stronger in Jackson that's how we win that is how we win the day
1: I thought I thought I had a really terrific conversation as you know I've been really on the subject of the of coastal Mississippi regional tourism and some moves that they've made that have not been in keeping with regional a regional approach, but I had a great conversation with Joel Carter and especially Jeremy England, yes. who, who spoke very specifically to how the legislature has really sort of uh, you know embodied in them this acceptance of this regional approach and and that they have this relationship with coastal Mississippi as a region, not not as a, when we come to the tourism topic and not one specific county. You know, they're looking at this as a regional effort. But you know, we're lucky we have it. We'll be there's going to be bumps along the way we're growing up as a region but when we get on the other side of all this we will we will maintain it because a lot of people believe in that vision don't you agree
2: Uh, absolutely because united we stand divided we fall and when we come together there is strength there and jackson uh takes notice when we are one
1: yeah, we've been divided before, and we spent so much time fighting amongst ourselves, they didn't have to pay attention to us. That The people in Jackson, that is.
2: Waste our time. And now Waste. we're getting
1: together in one coast. Just don't do things to take that apart, for goodness sakes. Anyway, Paige, thank you so much for visiting with me today. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Ricky. And have a great day. Remember, I won't be there tomorrow or Monday, but you'll see some great replays. We'll see you next Tuesday.